it's just such a fun thing to be a part of something positive. Like the most exciting part about this business is watching prosperity grow around me. And so like to see that happen in another community and get to be part of something like hopeful, like that's what drives me right now. This is the Buffalo Community Podcast, all about the greatest small town in the USA, the people in it, and how it all works together. Here are your hosts, Tyler Reese and Mark Benzer. Hey everybody, it is the Buffalo Community Podcast and we are approaching episode 100. We're, this is episode number 98. We're getting very, very close to that benchmark. But we've got a great guest in here with us. It's Jennifer Smale of Cutigan Leather, uh, designer, creator, and I guess new resident of downtown Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Th- thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. So let's, uh, let's bring everybody up to speed. Cutigan Leather, designer, Jennifer Smale, just kind of give everybody a 30,000 foot view of who you are and what you do. Um, well, in 2017, I opened my first studio storefront in downtown Maple Lake and I did just custom orders. Um, I discovered I had a really weird gift around 2016. I could make bags and I could design bags and, it, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And sure. I've done art of all forms for my whole life. My mother was a sculptor and did every medium my whole childhood. So. Um, during COVID, I had grown weary of the custom order business. And while I had my six children home, we sewed over a thousand masks for our local service industries. I did, you know, around 300 donated to different homeless shelters. Um, I discovered I'm really good at production and I didn't, (laughs) I always thought I was too crazy and creative to stick to any sort of production model, but I decided I decided to end the custom order business and design my own line from start to finish with nobody else's input. And um, I kind of discovered like the real depth of what my capabilities really were. Sure. Because I was really married to these three designs that I offered and then I did customizations from there and it's kind of a losing business model on a lot of levels and really not suited to my personality and um, the new line not only can we manufacture in decent volume even though I only have one salaried employee and two part-time employees um, it's pretty unbelievable what we can manufacture just the four of us Mm -hmm. And that you can actually scale business like that. And so we're opening a second store in Buffalo. In downtown Buffalo, I heard about the foot traffic for the occasional sales. And, you know, in a luxury industry and when you have a luxury product, you just are really rely on the numbers and the numbers are always right. I'm married to an accountant and Hmm. I'm so grateful for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's... uh, yeah, that's a, that's an advantage of, of, of being in business and kind of starting and then branching out of, you, yeah. you got the numbers right behind you, and that, that's good. You can bounce Well, and, you know, I'm willing to pivot, and I, I think if you're passionate about what you do and you really want to follow that goal to the end, you have to be willing to change and grow and evolve. Like, I don't even like coming across some of my early custom orders when I see them. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, the custom order business, that was like my college education. 
Sure. That, the, and I'm not afraid to, like, reverse engineer things. And I really hated traditional sewing patterns from the start. I just thought they were ridiculous, the number of steps and pattern pieces that were yeah. involved. <laughs> so now with my own line, you know, I, I got asked for years from other sewers. I've been asked a lot of times to, you know, teach at conferences, at retreats, or to publish my patterns for sale. And um, I just realized in designing my own line, I'm just really an artist at heart, and I'm really driven by that. And my dad was a CAD yeah. engineer, so I think I got a little of that. Sure. But I have a super supportive community in Maple Lake, and I'm excited to be part of that same feel and atmosphere in Buffalo. Yeah. Is there going to be any differences between your, your Maple Lake store and your Buffalo store, or is it just a second location kind of doing what, what you've got going on over there? Um, no, the Buffalo store is, no, it's going to be intentionally different. So the Maple Lake store, I offer a really big variety of items there because Maple Lake doesn't have a lot. For retail and I know for a, right away I really realized that I was sort of a, a service to that community to have this place where people could go and buy a card and a gift and or buy some mm -hmm. really nice things and a lot of people really shop intentionally so I want to keep that store um, having a nice variety and then also a place to sell my prototypes and my mistake bags because so often my mistake bags is my pipe price point reflects my raw materials and the pe the way I pay the people who help me make them. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I don't put anything imperfect, you know, to a full sale order, but I have a whole like client base that just waits for the mistake page. Sure. <laughs> right. You know, and so that so like Maple Lake will be like the outlet store plus a little other stuff and I try to buy mostly as much as I can made in the USA. Knits and sweaters are really hard to find made in the US, but the Buffalo store, however, I will not be carrying clothing because there are other clothing boutiques. I just, I don't find yeah. it necessary to compete with them. Um, and I'm only having three very choice vendors. Um, and everything has to be completely made in the U.S. and, like, artist-derived. Sure. So I'm really excited. I, I'm excited to be something different. It, it'll feel like... You know, Americans want a ready-for-retail product. They want something they can just grab off the shelf and go. But they also want everything Pinterest, cool, and handmade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right, yeah. Some would say we want it all. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, um, and I have a really cool vibe. Like, I really like the play on hard and soft. I, I, it's really industrial because the building where I manufacture the bags in is a historic uh, manufacturing history. It used to be the Carlson Dahl factory, and then the company that bought the, you know, the Carlson Dahl facility and equipment went on to become Minnetonka Moccasins, you know. And now the I get a, I know when my landlord told me that, I was like, what? Like, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah. So I just, I like to be a part of preserving that. Mm -hmm. um, I think some people kind of lost. A little f hope in the American dream over the COVID thing. So when people come in our shop and see that our business is scaling upward, it's like yeah. this sense of relief and yeah. just joy, and that's the most rewarding. Yeah, and, and it hasn't gone unnoticed. You're you're up for a Fashion Group International uh, award in your in your category. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um. Well, just through a series of doors opening um, 
as I told you earlier, that I I ended up being a finalist for the Rising Star Award for Fashion Group International. And Fashion Group International is like the business behind fashion, like 42nd Street, New York, Fashion Week, Fashion Group International. And the Rising Star Award is like noted for launching the careers of a lot of really big names like Bobby Brown and Tommy Hilfiger. And somehow, by the grace of God and a million little doors opening, that I didn't imagine to trip into, I became a finalist. And so I'm going to Manhattan um, May 10th for the like gala award ceremony thing and when they give them all out. And so there's two shoe Italian shoe designers and two other bag makers or bag designers cool. <laughs> in my sure. category. Yeah. But it was really, um, I don't even care if I win, honestly. Like I've already won because like, Having been self-taught, like you, in the, and people in real fashion start to notice you, you have this whole thing in your head, like, I don't have a degree in design. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. but um, I've discovered, you know, in the real world and in the real world of art and fashion, if you have the gifts and talents and the drive, they really don't care what your background is. Right, right. And so for me, opening the second store, it just really legitimized who I was and what I'm doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I really feel like it's kind of the new industrial revolution. And, and as a business owner, it's my responsibility to help keep that American dream alive. Mm -hmm. Cool. And as you talked to, you know, we, you said bag maker, um, which you are. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But you're a designer, right? You're a, you're a designer, <laughs> And that's what the award is all about. But I guess that kind of speaks to the fact that everything, everything you do, everything that you sell, is designed and manufactured by you in your shops. Right. That's you know that's pretty rare, I would imagine, and something that is that something you envision that you'll be able to continue to do as you scale. I mean, is that important to you that it stays that way? It's important to me. Yeah, it's very important to me. Um, like three years ago, I was introduced to this, I suppose you call them venture capitalists, but they went on to become an advisory committee for me because it's not really always good to take capital like that. You can like bankrupt yourself and put yourself out of business. And so, but they were really into what I was doing. And um, they, they warned me from the beginning that you're going to mushroom at some point and you're not going to be able to handle this all. And that's when most businesses kind of sell out. Um, I'm hoping to, one, build my business based on person-to-person um, -person sales. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people are looking for interesting retails. And I think people are looking for brands that can feel good about buying. And our conversion rate in the store is 30 to 50%. That's pretty yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. After a huge, like, internet, like, advertising budget during the holiday season like amount that I was like I can't believe I'm spending this much money on Google ads mm -hmm. we still made 10 times more on our storefront than we did on our website so yeah. yep. that Buffalo was a no-brainer yeah do you feel do you feel like uh, um, that's that's a connection that COVID, and I don't want to really dive down the COVID lane but I mean as something you can touch and feel and, and appreciate something in front of you and getting in that front, uh, that storefront is, is COVID is kind of blessing in disguise of 
people forgot how much they really want to go talk to, hey, I got to talk to the designer. I oh, got yeah. to go see them. I got to shake their hand and hear a story, you know, even from, you know, where they're produced in, you know, Minnetonka Moccasin. I mean, the, these people that come out for these occasional sales, it's it's a recognizable name, and now it's like, hey, here's here's this, an award-winning or award nominee, hopefully winning, you know, good luck right. for that, but, yeah. you know, already winning. Do you feel that that is kind of like springboarded, uh, you know, um, Cudigan Leather to to where it is right now? The FGI award, or I'm... The COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, COVID, and then you just know like, what? Uh, it was people. a gift. It was a gift to me yeah. because I was always up to my neck, and my my lead times were stupid, dumb, bad. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it gave me time to pause. It gave me time to catch up on my work, and it gave me time to be shut down as long as I needed to make that switch. Sure. Because you know, right? My husband's brilliant. He helped me get two grants that year that allowed me to order a huge load of leather that allowed me to start to, you know, like mm-hmm. it was one, you know, good step or door open after another. And you just have to persevere and not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. f- not freak out when you should be. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I guess when you, when you step into that is, is your, your passion behind it is the design part is, is what, yes. I, what I'm hearing. Yeah. But also, there's a there's a whole more business behind this, and and that's where Ryan comes in. But uh, if you don't have that passion, you're like there's opportunity for everybody to yeah run on your passion track and and go, and that's that's what brings you downtown Buffalo. Um, you brought some products with. I did. Yeah, yes. I have their gifts for you guys. Thank you. I you didn't want to fight say over, gifts, but uh, fight <laughs> over who gets what. So, right. like my ultimate goal is to be a hundred percent sourced and manufactured in the U.S. And back to the scaling option. Yeah, yes. There are other cut and sews in the U.S. that I may outsource smalls to sure. if we get yeah. to that point. But I feel my whole line is designed around the processes that we enjoy in our shop. So yeah. I design the base so uh, to be manufactured in a l- in a certain time frame, mm-hmm. and I don't vary from that formula. Yeah. So I think you know it's not like adding one person only doubles my volume. Adding one more sewer would probably triple my volume. Yeah. And people want to work for me. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what what These I are pre- beautiful. What I appreciate it is uh, you, your honesty of your lead times. They're just dumb. I mean, but when you get a feel of you know the the quality of behind it yeah because some people over promise and under deliver but not too many people can just be straight to with themselves of you're gonna wait a while but you know i'm glad it's it's getting better on the upswing of that um oh no it's just so satisfying to like like it's so i just the cart was in front of the horse for like three years straight sure and to have that reverse it just it's you know, it gives me more energy to like keep doing it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. And then in the back of those, so in downtown Maple Lake, I'm going to plug our town a little bit. Next yeah. door to me, and um, 46 Birch Avenue, it's like totally restored oh, building, cool. the original general store, and the second retail space of mine is a wine bar owned by another local gal who's really cool no tv she only plays vinyl and so whenever someone buys a bag at either of my stores they get a free drink card for king's 46 wine bar oh that's awesome and she serves really nice light food and 
yeah. really good homemade soups and like fancy fancy German beer if you're for that lunch? type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, she's open uh, Tuesday to Saturday, five to ten. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll go for a nice afternoon snack. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys got a little drink right there. Right. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, you so much. much. This yeah. is great. In your in your uh, I guess fashion, everything, this kind of whirlwind of you're meeting new people and opportunities. I mean, has there have you have you met anybody like like famous like hey in in the leather world like this is this is the cat's meow and maybe the answer is no cat's I don't know. Um, so the gal who interviewed me when I did like the second round of interviews or whatever, she is the creative director and CEO of Macy's Women's. Um, she's a French gal and long history in design. And she, like, interacts with me on Instagram and stuff all the time now. Ooh, and I really geek right. out over it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because she's in the business end of it, right. too. And I really enjoy business. I yeah. mean, I, I couldn't have lasted this right. long if I didn't enjoy yeah, business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's fun. That's fun. So maybe not famous to some people. And there were a lot. Like, when I did that interview with her, there was probably 13 other famous designers and um I know a few celebrity like stylists were in the interview, but I don't know. I don't want to disqualify myself by. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell people like who was in that. Sure. Yeah, right. there was all these rules about like when I could announce it. I knew it like three weeks before I could tell my okay. people, and that yep. was a really weird, oh. difficult time because yeah. like you know certain magazines own their trademarks, so like. Um, Women's Wear Daily, like, owns the trademark. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. And so I just err on the side of caution. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, you'll, do, you ha do you have some social uh, media platforms that you, you're there yep, where people we're on can follow you? Yep, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and then our website is www.cuddigan-leather.com. Cuddigan awesome. Great. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, I like that it's like, it is kind of interesting when you get into that next realm of, uh, you know, we're, we're small Midwesterners here, but then you get into, like, New York City, like, oh, gosh, there's all these rules. Like, I just thought we're yeah. just a little shop here. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, this is, like, legit. I enjoy hearing stories like mm -hmm. that. And it wasn't the first. We had a, we had a guest earlier today that uh, they, they dealt with, you know, prototypes of, of products. And they're like, well, a lot of our business we can't talk about because that's in production for... You right, know, big right. client X, you know, where which is is kind of fun of of hearing that similar story, right. but completely two different businesses. Yeah, how long did it take you to get over that? You know, you you kind of hinted down the road. I use the term imposter syndrome. You know, you're like, I don't oh. have a I don't have a designer degree. I don't. I'm going to New York. I don't maybe belong there. Like, how long? How long? How did you get past that? How long did it take? Do you still wrestle with it? Yeah, I definitely still struggle with it because like. So my original, I guess, what got me interested in bags was in through my high school years, our Buffalo Girl Scout troop, they took all of us to the Bondra Waters for, like, multiple days and weeks mm -hmm. uh, every summer. And that was, like, a huge formative thing in my life. And I'm super grateful, Brian and Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I love fashion. I have good taste. I know style. You know all that. Mm -hmm. But I have six kids. Five of them are sons. You know, we're still raising them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I dress as kind of cool as I can, but 
I work in the clothes I wear and, and we're at sporting events and you know so when I won the award I called the regional director and I'm like what in the hell am I going to wear to this? Like, who's going to dress me? Someone needs right. to dress me. Like, yeah. I'm going to do something. I'm going to be, like, way stupid looking. Cause yeah. I, I'm very authentic. And so, like, if I let someone else completely dress me and if I had all tons of makeup and stuff mm -hmm. on, it would, like, ruin me for many, many months. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I do. I struggle with it all the time. Um but as my bags become finer and my product becomes better, I try and rely on that confidence. Like, I do this. Right. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah. and, and it's okay if I don't do all that. Yep. And I think the people around me get that. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think people can, can read that. They can read a room of, like, that's not authentic. Like, yeah. They, they, they realize, like, if I was wearing a tuxedo right now, but nobody offered a tuxedo to me, but... That would be, I'd be, hello, <laughs> welcome to the Buffalo. You know, it, yeah. people can read that in, uh, from the very limited stuff I know about fashion is like, if you are fake, you, you won't ever get there. You know, right. it's, uh, it's why you, you do have some of those eccentric people. Mm -hmm. I, I, mean, I mean that in a good way of just my observation of somebody that doesn't know a lot about it. Um, and I think people, you come up as authentic and you know this is great and it comes across in your product as and well. that's bison so American oh. bison I'm oh. working with a tannery in Montana actually to have my whole whole line okay. of bison custom-made for us because that is a hundred percent cool grown and yeah tanned in the US go bison this might be a dumb question is there a difference between you know leathers of what you prefer of I, I guess uh, durability Ease to work with anything you know yeah bison is 40 percent stronger than bovine okay so and it's a pain in the butt to sew so like our sure. bison stuff is a, a little bit more expensive um mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of seasonal and hard to obtain so like that you know that's a cash and carry mini it's just uh we're our goal is to be zero waste so mm -hmm. like yep. most fashion manufacturers it's like 25 percent sure. they're a huge polluter but that's not practical to me either. <laughs> so, sure, yeah. um, that leather is, yeah, it's super thick and tough, but it's beautiful. And in that way, I know exactly where my product is coming from. Yeah. yeah. Which not many brands can say that. Right. Agreed. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome company to get behind. And oh, I think, good. I think you Thanks. guys are going to be just a tremendous addition to our downtown something different something that can't be purchased on amazon and i think that's what we need is you know mm -hmm. like it, there are certain spaces that you just can't compete in right but i think unique handmade great products not that it has to be handmade but i just think that's that's what it's going to take and i know, really i really need to add at the end that i could not do any of this alone like, I have a, a really supportive network in-house and out-of-house. Like, my my sewer, she's unbelievable. Like, I, I study her for time management help. <laughs> I'm like, how do you work so fast? Yeah. And accuracy. Like, our stitching is impeccable. I She's amazing. And um, now I have a new office manager that's helping me keep all the business um, balls and afloat in the mm -hmm. air and um, last fall I was able to hire my brother as a salaried employee to be our production manager and 
he does all our cutting on a laser. And then, of course, um, my other business partners, my husband and Todd Green, who's just another dreamer who, you know, offered his yep. long life of business ex- expertise to me. Is it fun so. being your brother's boss? <laughs> yeah. My brother's 13 years older than me and, like, the so nicest. So it's really fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's actually amazing. Yeah. He's like a, like, sunshine walks in a room when my brother walks in. Like, mm-hmm. he's never sure. crabby. Except if, so we use Chicago bolts instead of cap rivets, so they never break or come apart. Um, sometimes you'll hear some yelling when he's sure, doing sure. hardware. <laughs> I just, I'm like, Jim yells really loud yeah. at hardware yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's very fun. Well, a- as we wind down here, is there one final thing that you want to tell the local community? Just thank you for keeping my business alive. And it's just such a fun thing to be a part of something positive. Like, the most exciting part about this business is watching prosperity grow around me. And so, like, to see that happen in another community and get to be part of something, like, hopeful, like, that's what drives me right now. Awesome. Because it's a lot of work. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Where where, where, will, where will people find your store? I don't know if we touched on that. It's just in downtown Maple Lake across from Clover Meadow Bakery, if you've heard of her. She's yep. like this allergy-free yep. guru. And then in Buffalo is? It's across from What's the Scoop. See, I tell the treat store because yes. people can like people know, know where that. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Uh, is, is it open yet? You're, you're the, the, d- the Buffalo one? Yeah, okay. the third. Like a soft opening weekend. Sure. Um, we should have it mostly ready, but I know we'll have a couple like light fixtures missing and stuff. Cool. But we so. gotta start. We gotta start making rent. Yeah. So come shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come shop. Well, thank you again for coming yeah. in. It was a great pleasure to get to know you a little bit better for the Buffalo Community Podcast. I'm Tyler Reese, and I'm Mark Benzer. I'm Jennifer Smale. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Buffalo Community Podcast, produced by Edlin Media. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts.